0: And that's all we're doing, we're really tapping into that ancient ancient language that the body knows and understands. And the reason they're here thousands of years later is because they work, because there's a practical magic to them. And when we apply them to our fast-paced lives, we can really bring the two worlds together and enjoy what we've created Hello, and welcome to a Handpicked Life podcast. This is a life and wellbeing coaching podcast exploring themes that inspire and empower you to get creative with handpicking your life. Join us as we widen our parameters of choice, open up to possibilities, and spark our curiosity. Let's dive in and create a happier, healthier world, one person at a time. Hello, I'm Hannah and welcome to the
1: Handpick Life podcast. So, we spent a lot of the autumn season talking about letting go and unblocking and healing from the things that hold us back, from living the lives that we really want to live. We wanted to dive in a little bit today on what letting go and creating space actually means and tell you guys a little bit about our perspective and our experiences and some really handy tools and techniques that you can use to support yourself in doing that. Um, just to let you know before we dive in, um, our free course is available on our website, which we're super excited about. Um, we launched last week. Um, it's called Tapping into Nature's Rhythms, and it's a five-step blueprint to handpicking your life. All the details are in the show notes below. So let's get started with today's episode. So I have Leanne with me on the podcast today, as usual. Hi, Leanne. Hello. Nice to be here. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. I don't know why it makes me laugh that I always end up welcoming you to our own podcast, but it just yeah. feels like that's what we're <laughs> supposed to do, so that's what we're going to do. Um so we talk a lot about letting go and creating space, and I'd love to hear your perspective on what that means to you. Um
0: I think the actual letting go and making space, I mean it we, because we we are really looking at what kind of things do you want to change in your life and in actual fact The way to change something is simply to stop doing it and do something else. However, um, if we're on autopilot, if we're living a very fast-paced life, which, let's face it, most of us are, um, we, we tend to not have that space to have that pause to make a different choice. So when we're doing a practice where you're creating that sense of spaciousness in the body. So you're bringing yourself into the present moment. You find that pause, you're slowing down and you're letting go of those lists of things that you are, the things you've got to do, you want to do, what you expect of yourself and just purely being in the moment like a clean slate. When we practice that, what happens is we, when we get clear about what it is that we want to move towards, we have that pause when we're starting to go up the wrong wrong road. So when we're starting to react, which basically means you're acting out what you've done again and again and again. And it happens instantly when we're in stress and when we are busy. And before we know, like you know, I'm sure we all know the feeling when you're, You've got a pause and a bit of distance from a situation. You look back and you know that if that happens again, you know exactly how you want to behave, how you want to feel. It all makes sense, but suddenly that trigger comes along again and bump your back, saying the same thing, doing the same thing. The same craving comes up or you slip back into just that old pattern because it's comfortable. And what happens with... the letting go and making space is you're simply allowing a pause we're allowing some some room and then what you find is with that awareness there then that you allow yourself to have choice because until you're aware then actually there isn't any choice you will naturally do what you know so and when we're talking about Creating something new, what you're actually doing is you're practicing something different because we we'll only ever create a new habit by creating a new habit rather than fighting against something that we don't want to do.
1: I love that, and I think that that was something that really hit home with me when. I had heard a lot of people talk about, oh, I have a daily practice. I have a yoga practice. I have a meditation practice. And for me, it was that word practice where obviously it was present in the sentence, but like I didn't fully actually understand what that was inferring. And it's the repetition till something becomes a new automatic habit. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like, oh, of course, that's what I'm doing. like, But it wasn't until someone made that connection for me that I was like, I had that aha moment. Um, but that I found that extremely helpful to just have that understanding that anything we do, it's like layering and laying, layering and layering and creating those new pathways in the brain. I think there's a, there's a lovely um, metaphor that I've heard used quite a lot. I think it's one that you use where when you choose a new path, the path can be overgrown and it's quite hard to get through and there's lots of twists and turns and you have to break branches. But the more you take that path, the more, the easier it gets to, and you're not fighting anymore and the old path becomes overgrown. And that analogy's always really stuck with me. That's something that really helps me when I'm kind of looking at this work.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's first of all, creating that pause so you're aware and then there's choice and then choosing that path again and again. And then, you know, we talk about branches and things being in the way. There's always a time where, There will, a discipline will be needed. And this isn't willpower. This isn't forcing your way through. We're not fighting anything. But there will be a point where your your body will want to go back to what it knows. You will want to go back to what you know because it's familiar, because it's comfortable. And because you know, even if that isn't happiness, even if it's, even sometimes if it's completely unhealthy and even painful you'll go back there because it's what you know unless you keep yourself aware and awake and spacious and then so there are points where you say okay no matter what i am doing this for a certain amount of time there are times when you you know want to use that five four three two one method break the pattern and I'm doing this no matter what. I've been I've been using this with cold showers at the moment because I've been doing cold showers now for the last couple of weeks, and I'm really, really enjoying it, and I'm really feeling the benefit. And I never ever thought I'd be a cold shower type of gal. And um, <laughs> the one thing that helps me is always I when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to do it. And what I've been doing is is I make my hot drink, I get my clothes ready and I go into the bathroom and if I find myself going oh maybe not today I just go five four three two one and I step in and I said five four three two one five times this morning because I wasn't quite ready but I was going five four three two one five four three two one five don't think don't think don't think do it, do it do it and then I'm in there and I know the moment it gets on my face and my shoulder it just feels good and um so that there is that point where you just go, no, I've promised myself and this is what I'm doing. So I know the cold shower's probably <laughs> now I've put a lot of people off, but you could do this by lying on your mat and breathing instead of having yeah. a cold shower
1: i've i've been using it actually with getting out of bed in the morning like before you even like your alarm goes off and before you even have a chance to think it's like five thirty one. did you want i jumped out of bed before yes. i've even thought about it but i'm such a snoozer usually like i will snooze for ages yeah. and this is like the only technique i've ever used that's actually really worked um yeah and i just want to kind of add to that because actually from like a recent experience on my perspective like letting go and breaking well breaking but like changing old habits and replacing them with new ones i actually had like a bit of a period of a setback recently and I was I got to a point where I was like beating myself up a bit like oh my god like these habits that I thought that I'd broken I felt like I'd gone back in time four years and I was getting really frustrated like beating myself up and I think it's it's important to note that it's not about being perfect and never, ever, ever doing the thing again. But noticing like this time I slipped back into a period of old habits for, a, you know, about a week and then noticed it, caught myself there and had the skills to really, really quickly turn that around. Hmm. And I think that you can sometimes get lost in this. Oh, right. OK, I'm going to break this habit and I'll never, ever do it again, ever. And it's like sometimes those old habits those old loops in our brains they can start they can pop back up and start running the show again but yeah i think this notion of perfectionism as well with this work i think can get can start getting very disempowering as well so i think it's just important to to notice that
0: yeah i think i mean nothing's static you know that life is this dance and that there's a movement there's an ebb and a flow there are times when you you know you're really on it and then there's other times when is a little bit wobbly, or you want to go back again, and recognizing it, and I like to think of that, you know, the rhythm of it's like, it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, and, and that's okay, and there's times where, you know, we can trick ourselves, it's like saying, oh, you know, I deserve a break, and when you know that you're making those excuses, there are times when that discipline comes in, and what I really encourage people to do is make small steps, make a small promise and keep it. Because when we break promises that we make to ourselves, we do knock a bit off our self-esteem. And it's a little bit like having a friend that has let you down. You know, you they've not turned up for you. And we do that to ourselves and we accept it in ourselves. We probably wouldn't accept it in a friend, but we'll accept criticism and letting ourselves down in ourselves and that gives you that feeling of not feeling quite safe in your own body and what we tend to do then is look to the outside uh, to hold on to somebody that's going to fill that gap so it's this fine balance between okay you notice you've gone off the rails as soon as you've noticed you're already present again, you're already back where you want to be, then take the step forward again. You know, and you start berating yourself and you're really going to drop back further. So it's a whole dance. There isn't this, do this, this and this, and and, and you're going to move forward. But there there are, like, general principles. So making space in your body, creating that time, and, and then you will notice you'll go to do something... And because in your practice, and and what you are practicing is being present, listening to your body, adjusting your body when you need to, taking deep breaths and giving your body the signals that all is well. And the more you practice that, the more those qualities creep into your everyday life. So you notice when you're thirsty. You notice when your back is aching and you need a break and you want to get out and get a few deep breaths, maybe do some postures, use some of the tools from your toolkit to align you again. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, the more it becomes a skill. And a skill is something that you can do under pressure. So when when you've got to that point that you, you get really stressed, or that trigger comes along and you're back in that situation, and... You're able just to take a little step back and watch yourself. Even if you end up going down that same track, you've taken a step forward. You've actually made a choice to go back down that road. Whereas before, you're on automatic pilot and it's all over before you know it and you've done it again. You know, you look round and there's a smattering of crumbs and an empty chocolate <laughs> <laughs> chocolate wrapper. And it's like, oh, when did I eat that? You know, it's, it's that sort of feeling where... You get that pause and you go, okay, I made a choice then. And then when you get to that point, then there's other choice. There are other opportunities. There are other avenues. And it's about enjoying it as well. We're not on this hard and fast improvement, constantly pushing ourselves. It's having a sense of curiosity Curiosity creates space and it creates a lightness. You know, a daily practice that feels good, and for some people that might be a walk out in nature, it may be doing some gardening, it might be painting, it might be yoga, but something where you go, I know that I'm fully present, and when you come to the end of it, you feel better, you've been in you've been in the moment. So it's really finding what what nourishes you. And without a doubt, the ancient practices where you're really dropping into the body, you know, these are methods that have been around for thousands and thousands of years because they work. And often when people are really stuck and they don't know what to do, they're feeling really stressed, they've got lots of choices to make in their life and they're not happy where they are, I have to say just start to practice. Don't try and sort anything out, but make some space. You know, when you start to do that, and then there are other gentle life coaching techniques that can just open the door a little bit. And then as you're doing that, you're keeping that sense of safety. It's safe to make small steps, you know. And then sometimes you do, you want to take that leap, but you're really preparing the ground so you're you're well supported. So for me, that is, that's how you make space. That's how you let go. And we don't really let go. What we do is we choose to move our awareness away from that and create the path that we really want to create. And where we put our focus is what will grow. What we feed is, is what we'll really nourish and get more of in our lives. So it's it's a win-win. You're just gently turning yourself away from What you don't want, you're ceasing to do it and turning yourself towards what you do. Mm.
1: I really loved uh, good old Pam Gregory, who, um, if any, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's um, an astrologer that we are both Mm -hmm. very, very big fans of. Mm. Uh, But she was telling a story the other day about, um, she used to do martial arts and how when you, when they were chopping boards, and she said when you put all your attention on the board, then you can't quite break through. But if you put your tension below it, mm. that's when you can make a bit of progress. Like that's when you actually break them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that that mm. for me was like such a like, oh my God, of course. Like now I kind mm. of get that, you know, that future, you know, creating your vision and moving towards that and turning your attention to what you do want. It's the place where you want your hand to be. Yeah. And I was like, of course, yeah. that's just a, a yeah. really nice analogy. Um, I just wanted to, you to speak a little bit to um, EFT tapping because... This is a technique that we use um, loads on our membership and it's something that has been very pivotal for me actually in my um, journey of creating a business and you know creating a more fulfilling life and for many many other people. Um, So what is it about EFT that supports us when we're letting go of those old patterns and stories?
0: Yeah, okay. So EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique, and it's also known as energy psychology, sometimes just purely tapping, and it's a really simple way to change your physiology whilst you're thinking about something that either stresses you um it can be something a habit that you you feel really locked into that you want to you want to use use it as a pattern interrupter it's a way that you can um interrupt fears phobias pain in the body even discomfort and the way it works is it it as you're tapping on certain acupressure points in the body what the latest research and this really is in a nutshell is that they've noticed that when the amygdala which is the part of the brain that is like the stress, it's the smoke alarm in the brain, that when a stress response comes along, the amygdala really lights up. There's a lot of activity in the amygdala and it sends messages then for that cascade of stress hormones and the whole thing starts. And what happens is when we tap on these points, the amount of activity in the amygdala reduces And for that reason, what I love about this is we're not trying to change anything, but just be honest and be where we are. So, for example, if I'm working on a a fear of spiders, I would be tapping on certain points and saying, I'm really frightened of these spiders. I can't bear the way they scuttle across the floor. And when I see them, I really jump. And you're starting just by being honest. And, and, and you know, a lot of the time when we want to shift something, we want to reject a part of ourselves. And what I find really powerful about this practice is there's no rejection. You're just sitting with it. I'm jealous. I'm angry. I'm really upset. I feel, and you're just saying it as it is, as if, you know, when you're working with a practitioner, they can guide you to find the right language. If you were using it for yourself, I would say to people, just imagine you pick the phone up to a friend and you're blurting it all out. It's like, I can't believe it. They just did that again. And I felt like this and, and just tap and tap and tap. And what happens is because as you're in your trauma or whatever it is, Your amygdala is is really active and as you tap, your body starts to get the message that it's safe. The amygdala starts to calm down, but you're talking about this. You know, you're saying, I'm I'm jealous, I'm angry. And what happens is after a while, you stop and pause and realise the charge has gone out and you're not quite as angry or jealous. Sometimes something else can bubble up. And it's like, okay, this is nothing to do with that jealousy. Oh, this, And you'll realise it's something from way back. There are times where things can come up that feel like you really need some help. And I really encourage people, if you ever got to that point that you feel overwhelmed, then it's important to work with a practitioner. But generally, it's it's a pretty safe tool to use because... Even if you drop everything, drop the story, if you start to feel overwhelmed, just breathe and just tap and let your body just enjoy that sense of I'm safe, it's okay. The amygdala calms down, the body gets the the message that all's well and you keep doing that until you reach this stage of, of just peace. Um, so there are many, many ways to work with it, but it doesn't take much before you go, OK, I've got this as a something in my, my toolkit and you can work with it on a daily basis just to tap and breathe. And it's a great tool. And again, it's repetition. You know, with these things, the more you do it and the more you face something, own it, And then work with your body to get your body into a place where it feels safe. The beauty of it is there's no fight. You really get to the point that it's like, oh, that's gone. And I love it when I'm working with with somebody one-on-one. And, you know, I might have somebody who's quite emotionally charged at the beginning, really upset, we start to tap, we start to tap. And then I'll ask them after a while, you know, where are you with it? How does this feel? And... What I don't often get is, oh my God, this is amazing, it's gone, I feel fantastic. What they do is go, um, oh, I don't know, I can't really get it at the moment. And and for them, often, they don't really register it straight away. But what I've seen is somebody is really charged completely go to a point where it feels normal to bring this to mind and feel okay. Now, that's a huge step, you know, and this can often happen within 15, 20 minutes. So I, I love this tool. I think it's so user-friendly. It literally is at your fingertips whenever you need it. And what it takes is practice and repetition. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes really do working with a practitioner that can help you and hold you as you drop down through the layers.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that the practice thing is key there. Um, and I just kind of wanted to share an experience I had when I was talking about a bit of a setback I had a few weeks ago. Life got was insanely busy. And um, we were doing the 21 day tapping experiment that we were doing on the membership. So I literally had been tapping every single day. And it was really strange because life was like, it, everything was almost a bit too much. But I felt really calm, really grounded, really clear, centered, and like everything was so manageable. And then life got obviously things were really busy, the experiment ended, and I actually stopped practicing for about 10 days. And then noticed that was kind of when I hit almost like a bit of a rock bottom, like everything became mm. Like too much for me, and it was. I got very emotional. I went back into old habits, and it was very interesting to acknowledge and to really see because nothing about my situation had changed, but my practice had. Yeah, and then to bring it back by starting to practice again. I mean, I I know this stuff works, but it, I think those experiences sometimes are such an amazing confirmation mm. of just how powerful it is. And because it's so subtle, because it's not those moments of, oh, my God, I feel amazing. But it's just those gentle layers. It's almost like you don't really know it's happened until you go too far, like, you know, until yeah. you have those little trips. And then you're like, oh, of course, that yeah. was what was missing. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about making space in the body and I again another kind of metaphor that I really loved because I never got what that meant you know in terms of yoga and stretching and that sort of thing and like what that was actually doing but could you also just speak a little bit on that because I find it so fascinating
0: yeah so make I mean when you're doing practices like like yoga or really slow movement tai chi qigong you are really having that you're allowing the body to expand so when your mind is really present and clear and just by thinking about allowing your body to soften to melt to stand a little bit taller to let yourself expand from the center and just soften you literally are making space just like we do in the mind, in the mind, body and spirit, just allowing something else to come in. And it's, it, it really does happen with the, your energy. I know we've got techniques of blowing out, of really allowing all that sense of tightness and packness. And I think we've, we've all have that experience where you feel so full, you can't take any more information. If one more thing goes wrong today... I'm too packed I'm too tight and these practices really get to your core and allow that that softening and it's like an ease and a flow so in the ancient practices you know any sort of disease pain injury anything in the body that's gone out of alignment is seen as the the energy can't flow and energy needs space to flow and that's all we're doing we're really tapping into that ancient ancient language that the body knows and understands and the reason they're here thousands of years later is because they work because there's a practical magic to them and when we apply them to our fast-paced lives we can really bring the two worlds together and enjoy what we've created and be fully present in it whereas in you know in our culture we're really encouraged to just keep going and going and the next thing and the next thing and all the ancient practices are about you know what enjoy today get into day into today rather than and then I'll have a good time and then I'll do this I've just got to get to there and and again the beauty of it is you don't have to force yourself into that state if you do a practice, if you wipe the slate clean, even twenty minutes a day makes a difference. And in fact, if you're struggling to start any kind of practice, my advice will be tell yourself you're not allowed to do any more than ten minutes. I do that in the shower. I would go, I'm gonna do 30 seconds, and I usually do three <laughs> minutes. But I tell myself that every morning, come on, 30 seconds, you can do thirty don't you're not allowed to do any more than that. And then I get in and go you know, I feel quite good, you know, by the time I hit that. So it's just ways of be kind to yourself, you know, give yourself a break. And actually, rather than setting these huge goals, bring them back again, bring them back a bit. And let you get to that point that you want to go more, you want to go forward, you want to bring more of this in your life, because it feels good.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said there about like bringing two worlds together. And that's what I kind of love about, I think that a lot of like yoga and meditation practices can be seen as quite like, ooh, la la la, I'm just going to go up in the clouds and pay attention Mm. to everything that goes around and just bypass like actual life. But it's, and that's kind of our real ethos, isn't it? It's like the, the life coaching and the somatics, like aligning the mind and the body combined. And I think that practices that are creating space in your body and then also taking actions in the real world to clear that drawer out the things that drain your energy those niggly Mm -hmm. little things that you don't even realize are kind of clogging you up until you kind of sort it out and you feel so fresh and clear those things that you can choose to do intentionally that just free up your energy so you can then turn it and put it into something new
0: yeah and I think the beauty is as well that the more you put it into this fast-paced existence, you, the more you realise that it enhances your life. You know, you do have more energy to enjoy what you want to enjoy. You do enjoy the days rather than just get through this week or just get to Christmas after that holiday. And it's, uh, it is that you 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 realise that actually all that's going to happen is the end, We're going to zoom through life and we're going to die at the end. <laughs> You know, and it like, is. You know, it's, it's, life's not a race. You know, it's really not a race. And today is today. And actually, we kind of think that we we have this illusion that we're in control, but actually we're not. You know, and, and today is really rich and important. And actually, this moment is the moment that everything could change. You know, and if you think it's it's rare that. um you know, suddenly something will will change, it's usually a process, so stay present, keep practicing, enjoy what you're doing, and and those check-ins, you know, really help you to, to stay on track, to stay on track, so you're, why would you not want to do that with your life, why would you not want to get into bed every night and look back and go, I enjoyed that, I enjoyed today, Even if, you know, you didn't do that much, but you enjoyed what you drank, what you ate, where you walked, where you sat, what you did, because we only ever do anything in order to feel good. That's why advertising works. Mm-hmm. that's why, get a jo- good job, get a th- and so that what, and so that what, and so, so we can feel really good, so we can go on holiday, so we can have the, and so that what, so I can feel good, so why not just start feeling good? Mm-hmm. And it's also amazing when you do build on, on your practice and you get that sense of peace and fulfilment, that actually often the things that you thought that you wanted they change not always not always and and if they don't change what you what you will find you'll enjoy them more you know because it won't be a case of okay done that tick the list what's next just it creates this living in living in a home it's like living in a cramped home where you can't move your body is at home and the more it's a spacious Airy, light, easy place to live with somebody really kind. You know, it's like I always say to people, move that old flatmate in and move a new one in. That cheerlead you on, that you know, that voice in your head that says, "Yeah, I, you know, I want to live today well." And and when we do that, and I think this is so important, because often it's like, "Oh, is it this self-indulgent constant?" You know navel gazing and actually no it's not what you do is when when you become when you're happy what happens is you're naturally more generous and if you think about it, the last time you had some good news or you know had a small win or won the lottery or fell in love got a job promotion when if you think about how generous you felt in that moment how spacious that feels then that that's what we're practicing on a daily basis amazing so, so
1: thank you for jo- so much for joining us today and for sharing your wisdom with us all it is as always invaluable
0: thanks it's a pleasure i love talking about this i always feel fired up and every time You know, every time we get an opportunity to talk like this, it just deepens the process and reminds me of why I do this in the first place. Definitely.
1: I just wanted to mention before we sign off that our free course, Tapping into Nature's Rhythms, which is a five step blueprint to handpicking your life and getting started, um, is on our website and ready to go and um, we've based this on our model called nature's rhythms and it's the foundation of everything we do here at Hampit life and um, particularly our membership um, and it's a free comprehensive taster where you'll get access to video learning um, some somatic practices and some really really powerful and um, but simple life coaching exercises um, so please head over to our website and check that out and um, the link will be in the show notes below So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on the Handpick Life podcast.